Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, it was our fault. We made a mistake. Spotter said it was clear. I wasn't clear, and, you know, I, I didn't want to tear my car up, tear his car up either. I respect everybody, and I demand respect. And, you know, I apologized to the guy when he came over the car, explained to him what happened, and then he took it to another level when he started calling me an idiot and whatever else. And I don't appreciate that. I'm not going to take it. I told him how I feel. I called him out. He didn't show. You know, and so, you know, I'm good with it. He's good with it, but I'm not going to be disrespected by no means. Yeah, I guess uh, I had a dinner date at Applebee's last night that I didn't find out until it was too late. It's a shame love their riblets and boneless wings, but... Uh... Alright, folks, well, welcome to Applebee's. This is not your Formula One podcast. Uh, I am Brian, once again here with my lovely co-hosts that aren't giving me any shit, uh, Rob and Ashley. Hey. Hello. Alright, so what's going on, folks? Well, not a whole lot. I, I believe you guys finally got some sleep after the, you know, burning the candle at both ends past few weeks, right? Yeah. True love, you're back in uh, um, wherever I'm you're from. I'm real excited to be back on our regular schedule and not coming straight in from a Greyhound to record this. <laughs> you didn't you didn't take a Greyhound ride for fun last weekend? No, just to, no. Yeah. Not, you know, up and down the block or anything. Did you keep your promise of staying glued to your couch the entire time? Uh, I might have. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of running around, so I don't I don't blame you. Yeah. How about you, Brian? How you doing? Uh, getting back to normal. Um, you know, it's it's been a couple weeks home for me, but uh, I actually uh, brief business chat last week oh. after all the running around, I finally got to move into my antique mall booth. So if you oh, guys are traveling right. through the. Uh, Medina, Ohio area anytime soon. Uh, you can stop by the Medina Antique Mall and uh, buy some racing stuff. I've got my Kyle Petty 1996 race used hood on display that somebody actually already tried to buy, but they gave me too low of an offer. But uh, yeah, there's some racing stuff. So I was doing that all last weekend and who knows, maybe this weekend I'll go to some racing because you're going to be in my part of the country. Yes, I am. I am going to be at the dream at Eldora Speedway. Big bucket list item. Uh, my buddy Kyle Armstrong, who I've mentioned on this show before, uh, host of the Forward Bite podcast and professional Darf Hunter, invited me out to Eldora last weekend. I guess he had a guy in his RV or his camper uh, bail out on him, and he's like, hey, man, if you want to come out, I got a place for you to lay your head at the end of the night. And I very irresponsibly uh, put it all on a credit card, and I'll see you fuckers on Friday out there. <laughs> I won't make it there on Thursday, unfortunately, for the first night of prelims, but I'll be there for Friday. And, uh, of course, the the big show on saturday i am so fucking excited to drink some toilet waters and breathe in some of that <laughs> disgusting ohio dust yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you what your situation was with stain and all that because uh i am i'm debating we'll, we'll see what happens there's a, there's a chance i come out on saturday to hang out and uh you know we'll, we'll we'll get into that off the air but uh, yeah i'll I would, tell you I what like folks i'll tell you what you know brian's talked about this antique mall one thing that would push him in that direction you know is if you went there and bought all that shit out of his store in medina <laughs> ohio true. so it always sweetens the pot to have a little a little full little wallet going into a situation like that which i do not so i'm gonna need brian to buy me all the two dollar beers possible uh so he's gotta come folks yeah two dollar two dollar beers is like i haven't seen that in in years even even like lebanon valley i think it's like three or four bucks for a beer but two dollars yeah, the only time wild. i've ever seen anything like that was at uh wisconsin international or kakana uh up in wisconsin obviously uh they i think they had like six packs for ten dollars which was Damn. fucking awesome and then they don't they just leave them closed for you oh perfect yeah don't be an asshole and open up get all dirt and shit in them yeah no, thank this you. is great but yeah i can't wait to go uh again this is uh 
on the bucket list for me eldora in general but the the dream or the world 100 uh yeah i'm, I'm very excited and and for all you plane enthusiasts out there uh, i'm gonna stop into the u.s air force museum in dayton on my way through i've always wanted to go check that out they have a pretty crazy uh experimental section there uh all the old air force shit you know from the cold war and all that so uh very much looking forward to this whole weekend and that's a nice little cherry on top for for daddy over here so <laughs> is bloomquist gonna be out there this weekend or what? <laughs> for daddy uh yeah. i i don't believe he is i didn't see him on the initial entry list but the first one i saw had about 64 cars on it and i know they've announced more there's a lot of his chassis running out there and i think his team will be present but i don't think uh, a bloomer is going to be out there Ah, uh, bummer. But I will double check that and get back to you later in the show. Okay. Maybe he'll make. We'll be we'll be talking more about Eldora a little bit later. Maybe you'll run into him at the aircraft museum. Maybe, maybe the aliens will drop him off there, and he can give me a little tour of all this experimental <laughs> shit that we. He's <laughs> got firsthand knowledge of who we ripped that shit off from. So, <laughs> that's a different podcast altogether. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of the podcast, we got to get into some racing coverage. Uh, there was time. a bunch of Formula ra- One news. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a race, and, and none of us watched it. Uh, I just know Max Verstappen won yet again. So good, good for him. Good fucking job. I don't Great. even know how you bet on F1. To be honest with you. <laughs> oh, I've I've looked at the the odds are awful. It's just like. You know, Verstappen. I think the last couple races have been like to win. He's like negative under, like under three hundred, negative three hundred, whatever you want to call it. It's just you like, owe them money. Yeah, it's yeah, you owe DraftKings money. <laughs> like zero point in, in betting on that at this point. So, uh, yeah, I, I haven't fucked with it at all. But that was F one. IndyCar was in Detroit. That was uh, I watched some of it thanks to the uh, lightning delay um on sunday which definitely kind of helped nascar's coverage in that sense and allowed some people to watch indycar and seemed like a really tight course up in detroit uh a lot a lot of cars saw on the wall um yeah a lot of argy bargy kind of get the fuck out of the way you know suspension damage type racing going on but what a fucking show two weeks in a row uh and you couldn't have two more different racetracks but still uh, the same quality, exciting show. Uh, I don't know if uh, purists would really like that race as much if you were watching IndyCar back in the 90s, but I don't know. I, I, I fucking loved that. So what, what? Why do you say that now? Just how aggressive everybody runs and just oh, okay. how wheel-to-wheel and all that. And you know, Again, it's just kind of the same argument across a lot of different forms of racing these days that the sort of overall temperature is much hotter and more aggressive. Uh, people are more willing to take some wild chances and we saw plenty of that in detroit i thought that was fucking awesome though and that's about what you can expect out of a place that's you know a postage stamp wide they like racing on the sidewalks pretty much from what yeah. it looked like so question about indie cars you know now compared to the 90s i guess and it's more about the cars themselves uh one thing that i've noticed is the rear wheel and like this the back half of the car seems to be way more covered than it used to be Yep. Is that kind of why guys can race more aggressively now, or is that just like a, more an aerodynamic thing, or, or what? It is definitely that? helps that the car is a little bit wider and the wheels are kind of flush with the sides of the car. Yeah. I mean, there used to be more coverage um, behind the tires uh, when the most recent car came out. This is a variation on the DW12 okay. uh, that came out mm, like 2012, something like that. They used to be a lot more bubbly and kind of ugly, and then they kind of stripped them down to make them look a little bit more like traditional indie cars and uh 
yeah, they still maintained the really wide side pods and they're pretty durable. Again, you can still bust your suspension up pretty good, but you know, they're all the same. They're all pretty square and you can really get a lot more impact out of the sides of those things than you used to be able to. I see. Well, that's cool. Well, that's, I only watched that's... to uh, see all the clips of Flavor Flav hanging out with uh, Will Power and Roger, Roger Penske. Penske. You know, they're about the same age, Roger and Flavor Flav, I think. <laughs> Did they ever explain why he was there and why he was getting so no. much coverage? Because I didn't understand no, that. No, I didn't catch that at all. Because, <laughs> like, I don't think he's from Detroit or anything, so I don't, I don't fucking have any idea why he would be there. Yeah. I just got to give a quick shout out to once again to the NBC IndyCar broadcast team. They're the best fucking group of guys on television right now presenting races. I I think everyone should take a cue from them. Yeah, yeah, they're it's they Lee put Diffie's a lot the of yeah. they put a lot of energy into their calls, which definitely NASCAR could use uh, some influence in that department. So agreed. But hey, we did get Uncle NBC Kenny and back soon. Yeah, that's right. NBC's going to be back in, like, what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so Dale, Dale will, will rocket that right back up, so that'll yeah. be good. NBC's generally a little bit better than uh, anyone else when it comes to motorsports coverage, you know, across the board. But, yeah, particularly the IndyCar team with uh, Townsend Bell and James Hinchcliffe. Uh, I always liked Paul Tracy. You know, I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I thought he was all right in the booth and offered a nice foil to Townsend. But I think, you know, James Hinchcliffe is a natural, and they – yeah. They're starting to develop sort of a, you know, Bobby Unser and Sam Posey kind of back and forth, which I really appreciate. And then, of course, Lee Diffie is just the biggest fucking hype man in the world. So, yeah, good job, guys. Keep it up. Cool. Um, and that brings us to the NASCAR coverage for the weekend. NASCAR was uh, a couple different places. We had the trucks and cup cars in St. Louis at Gateway, or is, it's not called Gateway anymore, is it? What the hell is it called no, now? It's- Worldwide Technology Raceway. Yeah. yeah, whatever. It's it's still Gateway. The house that uh, Kenny Wallace built, if you ask. Too many words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we also had the guys out, uh, the Xfinity guys out in Portland. Um, it was kind of a weird weekend, uh, as far as you know. Uh, weather was kind of iffy not, not even iffy on sunday it's just there was lightning delays which caused a two-hour break um before a cup race started um but uh the other races they off went off without a hitch for the most part i mean portland they figured it would be rainy it wasn't really rainy at all but i honestly didn't watch much of it it was it was too nice of a day so after watching the trucks i was like all right i gotta go outside and do some shit yeah, I didn't really watch a whole lot of that either. I did catch the end of that race. Um, I was supposed to go to Seekonk and watch the American-Canadian Tour, but that got rained out uh, like pretty much everything else uh, up here in New England. By the way, a little bit annoyed at how they handled that shit. They were very secretive about what was going on, and Seekonk even went as far as posting a video of trucks, like the sport trucks running around the track, saying, oh, heats are starting, when I'm pretty sure they were just out there trying to see if the track was going to be able to be dry enough to run on which ultimately it wasn't they're just trying to take people's money and i get it it's a business but i didn't make the drive and it makes me not want to go back to that place and usually the american canadian tour is a little tighter of a show but that that definitely rubbed me the wrong way as somebody who's got to drive an hour down to that place and they have the probably the shittiest pissers in all of new england and of all short track (laughs) racing so that's another strike against seekonk as much as i love that place you know i hate taking a piss there and it just kind of bothers me 10 favorite and least favorite pissers in 
Yeah. You, you got to be more descriptive if you're going to talk about that. It's like they just bolted some troughs into someone's basement. That's like every fucking dirt track. This is different. To, this one has like a certain <laughs> Saw 5 kind of feel to it. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it's fucked up in there, man. I'm telling you. If you saw, like the stalls are there too, but they're just, it's just like awkwardly tight. And there's just not enough room in there. It's always full, whether there's three or 30 people. It's just, it's it's the fucking worst pissing experience in all of New England. <laughs> At least the one on the front stretch, anyway. I don't know about the one over in turn three, but yeah. Seekonk's um, a cool track, but, you know, that definitely kind of rubbed me the wrong way that they kind of ran it that way. And same with the American Canadian Tour. It's a little bit out of character for them, in my opinion. But I know they're running a business, but whatever uh but yeah I, I decided not to go because i couldn't get a straight answer out of anybody and ultimately i my spidey sense paid off and i got to see the end of the portland race uh i yeah it was exciting i just don't really care for nascar road racing so much other than the fights it always seems to be a fight yeah. lots of fight threats that happened at the end of that race but well technically there was delivery. a fight sort of yeah kind of if you ask Jeb, it was a fight. But if you ask yeah, everybody yeah, else involved, Jeb. I don't know. Jeb thought he put an old hillbilly mud stump on old Chandler Smith, but yeah. <laughs> really, it just looked like he was knocking on the door to drop off an Amazon order. That's what that was. Three little, <laughs> three little overhand taps. You know. You know, we we gave Chandler some shit earlier this year for uh, some social media whining about how the Super Bowl's halftime show wasn't. Uh, yeah, two month old friendly apparently, but uh, that fight was two month old friendly. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that was something. But his his uh, comeback post uh, documenting Jeb oh. and his act. Je so Jeb, we should also mention Jeb got very. He definitely was shit house after the race on oh, Saturday yeah. and got on Twitter and was just calling Chandler out and talk say how how much he whooped his ass this that and the other thing. And the next morning, Chandler posted a video clearly documenting that not only can Jeb not punch, but he barely even made any contact whatsoever <laughs> and was left without a scratch. So uh, good job to Chandler. You know you gotta. Yeah. You gotta praise that troll job because it was superb. Yeah, yeah. Jeb definitely yeah. I mean, took in full. In this day and age, you know there's gonna be video coverage to come out. Like, Listen, Jeb was running his mouth. Oh yeah, it's it's the SMT data of uh, fight footage, I guess. Yeah, yeah, there was no hooks at all in, in that SMT data. I can tell you that much. He, but he certainly made full usage of the JetBlue free Wi-Fi on the way back to to Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that doesn't look good to anybody. Man, I guess him and Colleg just, that team don't like each other. <laughs> him and Colleg really seem to not be getting along. And, uh, you know, maybe there's still some uh, sore loose ends after uh, he left that team. I don't know, because that, that just was not a good scene. Yeah. Well, did he leave or did, was he, like, let go? I don't remember. Somewhere in between, I think. Mm -hmm. But I, I would, I would be... Surprised if it was I think uh, everyone over there was Jeb's decision. Yeah, I yeah. kind of get the feeling. I've heard a few, a couple things from from places that seems mm -hmm. like maybe the relationship wasn't that good, and this is just kind of spilled it over. Especially when you know you got Chris Rice down there getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. God damn! There's that weird like double headlock going on too. Yeah. And Matt Collick's like standing in the background with his arms crossed, just yeah. like raining over everything that's happening was a who even won the fucking race let me ask that question real quick was it uh, all all guy i think 
Oh, it's Cole Custer. Cole, Custer. Oh, that's right. Cole Custer won. God yeah, damn it. Cole that's Custer. right. He double fisting beers in victory lane. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Chug his little beers. Yeah. Good to see that happen. I think, you know, a few races <laughs> late. I think everyone expected to come out of here and, you know, beat everybody like Jeb thought he was beating Chandler. But, you know, finally, finally something out of him and that team and uh, gets him locked in the playoffs. And that, that'll set the ship straight, I think. He's always been fucking great in an Xfinity car, and it's definitely more his style. So yeah. I think we'll see a little bit of a resurgence coming off that, if you ask me. And he's a good guy, too, from everything I hear. So. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've I kind of liked him for party a while. At Saeed's. Uh, yeah. He's been to the Beaver, too. He celebrated his Kentucky oh, nice. Cup win at the uh, Thirsty Beaver. So anybody who does that. Oh, yeah, he did. All right. I, I celebrate waking up uh, without a headache by going to the Thirsty Beaver when I can. So, you know, that's just me, though. Um, one thing I want to talk about uh, in the truck department before we move on to Cup now. The race itself was fine. I think Grant Enfinger won. Yeah. He's a strange guy. Just weird looking, weird sounding, just odd. Um, but the, the the real truck news I wanted to uh, to bring nope, up. No, no contests. I won't. This is a strange, strange guy. Um, but uh, there was some other truck rumblings on social media when uh, famed truck series owner Tim Vaines decided to openly, publicly mock NASCAR's uh, Pride Month. Um, Posts. Well, it happens every uh, year. It's, you know, it's, it's like Puxatani Phil coming out and telling us if winter is going to happen. Yeah, it's a tradition. Yeah. Which, yeah, obviously yeah. you're going to get some fans and, and some people in the industry, but it's, I guess you don't see as many team owners making statements like that, especially ones, you know, who say things like go woke, go broke when they can't even get a truck to rate to certain races. Like, I, wasn't that the same guy who quit NASCAR over banning the Confederate flag? And then he probably now did, back, yes. So. I, I have to assume so. And I'm fine with people having those opinions, even though I really disagree with all of them. You know, it's okay to feel that way. But, you know, at least if you're going to come out and be loud about it, like put your money where your mouth is or, you know, your lack of money where your mouth is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, while, you know, I think we, we're all pretty supportive of, of Pride Month as a concept. You know, yeah. is it a little bit hollow when you see corporations try to make posts about that? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. but you know, again, NASCAR is trying to be inclusive and they're trying to encourage fans uh, of different diversities uh, to be fans of the sport and get them to come to races and stuff. And you know, whatever your opinion is, like just let it be and and just just just. To make a statement like that and just make yourself look stupid and also uh, shit on the sport you're trying to be involved in, it's just a bad look. And and if you look at his accounts, that post is gone now. It took a couple days, but all that shit is gone. So somebody must have told him, like, he hey. deleted his whole account. No, no, no. I, I was the looking at his, option. <laughs> his, his Instagram is still up, but he deleted that post. I, I looked oh, at okay. it. Damn. Um, but yeah, fuck that guy. Long story short. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's coming out swinging today. Oh, I was I was trying to get into it with uh, I was trying to get into it with Spotter Brett again because he said some really dumb ignorant shit both about like the city of Chicago and then just weird stuff about like uh, vague posts about like his kids being taught genders in school and it just like what the fuck are you doing? You I don't dumb know, man. Redneck I, alcoholic like racist piece of shit. It was like a sex ed class or something that he was talking about. Well, he, he, he was talking about, like, learning about your bodies, essentially, which it was like his daughter's in fourth grade or something like that. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but whatever he was describing is the exact same thing I started learning in my 
elementary or middle school in Arkansas. Very yeah, conservative, red Arkansas. Less. Like, that's just been the way it's been for as long as it's been, as far as I can tell. And it's just, like, yeah. people getting worked Fifth up grade, over shit that yeah, doesn't concern them. the boys you know. and the girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, someone always got their period and cried, and then they had to separate everybody, and you know how. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Everybody went through this exact same thing, because that's when people start coming of age. What, are you going to wait till they're 18 to tell them about what happened 10 years ago? Like, I don't think so. Like, it's just fucking dumb. But Look, man, we, we live in a country where there are still grown men that don't know how to fucking wipe their own asses. Yeah. So to get to, to question the education of any child. This conversation is <laughs> It's a real thing, okay? Way off the rail. And you can see it live and in action at the Seekonk shitter up front in the front stretch. <laughs> Ugh. Khakis without belts, folks. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, getting into some shit on social media this weekend. That was that's what I was up to. Yeah. But one more thing Literally about and figuratively. One more thing about people talking shit about Chicago, which it's gonna be a terrible race. I'm just gonna say it. I, that's a dumb idea. The town hates it. They're trying to have a town hall where all the counselors get together and get to yell at NASCAR publicly, which is just fucking stupid. It's local government nonsense. Uh, I can't wait to see. We're that. not we're not going back ever again after this it's gonna be a dog shit race and yeah i'll be i'll be a doomer about this and we'll get back to normal nascar in a little bit but the fact that we're gonna talk about chicago being this violent shithole which it does have its problems don't get me wrong it is one of the gun violence capitals of the u.s but to be doing it as nascar is in st louis which is actually the most violent city in the united states yeah. and not have a problem with that <laughs> give me a fucking break like, it's it's just a lot of chirping from people who have never been outside of their suburb or never actually been in a real city at all. Like not not know. just Chicago, because yeah, Chicago has some shitty parts. But trust me, go to Philly, go to Baltimore, go to certain parts of Jersey. Those are some fucked up cities. Where they're in Chicago is completely as it's a Grant Park. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, <laughs> as white bread and suburban as it gets for a city. So really, nothing to worry about. Yeah, it is, it is what it is, man. People are going to run their mouths and try and virtue signal and do their thing, and it is what it is, and it doesn't doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but what does matter is that we're probably not going back to Chicago after this year, and that's probably a good thing. So, unless we go back to the Oval, because I definitely miss uh, Chicago, Chicago land, land, and I think this new car probably be pretty bitching out there. So, I think Yeah, so we'll too. see what happens there. Yeah. But yeah, there was a cup race, and it was the... <laughs> it was the... Lo- <laughs> It was, it was the longest. I'm still like. <laughs> just waking up in the middle of a racing podcast. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah. <laughs> gotta, we got Somebody's got to, oh got to keep God. us in line here. If there was a, there was a, a, a seven hour, 300 mile race that happened on Sunday. <laughs> uh, the was, longest, buddy. longest 300 mile race probably ever. It's happened. Like a street um, stock race. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, yeah. So. Got five hole laps in before we had two hours of lightning holds, and then there yeah. was uh, was I don't, I'm trying to think. Was there any other weather delays? I know there was a delay, a red flag for they broke they the wall. The wall. That's what I'm saying. Um, it felt like a street sock race because yeah, there's there a bunch of wrecks, bunch of brakes going out, and people spraying parts all over the crowd. They broke the fence. Power uh, grid went down a bunch of times. Power went like, down. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus. <laughs> you name it, we had it. Yep, um, it was a marathon, but in the end, uh, Kyle Cush came out and Woo! won his third race of the year, which, uh, you know, I can't say it was completely surprising. He had the pole; he was strong all day. Um, he didn't get probably... the way I thought he would. I thought he had a good chance of just 
basically, you know, Jeff Burton 2002-ing the shit out of that place or whenever that was when they ran restrictor plates at uh, Loudon. Was that 2000? It was 2000... I think it was 2000, actually. Because it, yeah, it was right after Adam Petty and Kenny Irwin died. So, yeah, it was 2000. Yeah. So And they put restrictor plates on there, and it just everyone ran single file. And I kind of expected a little bit of that, and I expected Kyle Busch to be at least in the mix because it was all going to be one on pit road, which it definitely was. But I, I, I enjoyed that race, to be honest with you. Despite all the delays and all that shit, I thought it was entertaining. It wasn't that bad. I think people are trying to, after a few really great weeks of yeah. on track action now that we have something that's not just a complete barn burner everyone wants to burn it to the ground but i don't know i thought that was fine i mean it was better than wilkesboro as far as the racing goes i mean Absolutely. it wasn't it wasn't the most amount of passes you'll see but you know there was shit going on yeah, like, the, it the wrong horrible. kyle one this weekend i'll say that but you know it's it's fine i wouldn't say that go go hit go hit your your vape pen a few more times and relax okay i i i I was happy with the wrong boy won yeah speaking of the wrong boy you want to talk about a disappointing weekend with Corey lajoy taking over for chase elliott been more pleased in my fucking life (laughs) god damn and then carson hosovar out there ultimately he bend it and I don't think it was his fault. He had a brake rotor failure, right? That was he was the first yeah, was one to succumb to that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But so he was he, up to like 16th when that happened. But he, he dominated. Well. He dominated the broadcasts, which is not at all what I imagine Corey would want to happen. And yeah, just but, that, that went about as poorly as you could have expected for Corey LaJoy. Now he's back to a car where uh, listen, somebody. Mike, <laughs> when you got Mikey in the booth and his boy toys out there showing those guys who's boss as a rookie, his adopted son. Yes, uh, I don't know about it. Well, adopted son in the uh, who's that Matt Gates sense where he you know oh, no, never mind no. that's. <laughs> <laughs> really, oh, <no>. really, really. <laughs> Poor Carson. <laughs> no wonder he's so aggressive. <laughs> oh, gosh. But seriously, uh, good kudos to Carson Hosovar. I've talked a bunch of shit about him on yeah. this show. But yeah. he went out there and he, he handled that whole thing like a pro, gave a great interview after shit happened. And, I, you know, he left everybody with a good taste in their mouths on the biggest stage there is to, to be on. And I don't think there's anything else he could have done other than that. And, you know, Corey LaJoy coming out of you know i would i would put the number nine car as probably the number four on the totem pole at hendrick right now just because oh yeah they're trying to figure it out and get chase back into position but you know still one of the best cars out there i'd rather be in the worst hendrick car than uh the one that carson hosevar was driving i'll tell you that <laughs> i mean yeah, you, you play devil's advocate for Corey just a tiny bit i mean that car hasn't no, had hasn't ha- <laughs> yeah. he hasn't listen, it has, ca- listen here <laughs> I read a stat uh, yesterday that since the number nine car came back in 2018, which is like 195 races, that this is only the second time that at zero point in the race was the car ever in the top 15. And Corey, like, he just, God, he fucking blew it. Like, well, I mean, the car in like 26 all day, like never. It wasn't like he got up to the front at any point and then finished poorly he was just dog shit all day yeah Yeah. well here's the point i was trying to make so that car has had now four different drivers in 15 races um it was slowest all weekend of the hendrick cars uh he was slow in practice he fucking hit the wall in qualifying uh again not to uh yes not to uh 
give him any credit, but I mean that team's that team's been in this shirt. Even, even when Chase has been in it, they haven't been good. So, yeah. you know, I right mean, now Josh that's... Barry didn't have a, this problem stepping in. Well, jo- well, Josh and Chase have kind of run on even an even keel you know they're getting top tens they're they're hovering around eighth to 15th you know it's consistent and you know it's not what you really want to see out of a team of that caliber uh but they're out there doing it and to have and you know josh barry like i i believe they said this on dbc so i don't mean to parrot a talking point from them but like the nine was dog shit at the beginning of a lot of those races that joss was driving and they were able to get it corrected and move forward and for whatever reason, they were unable to do that with Corey, whether it's the length of the race or you know maybe the, maybe all the data going down or maybe because it was Corey. I don't know. Like It could be any one of those things, all three of them. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely not what he was probably hoping to get done this weekend uh, with his big shot. And I bet you Mr. Hendrick is just putting that little letter back into the shredder after taping it back together. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. delay. We yeah. couldn't have flown Josh Berry in during that two-hour delay. <laughs> he would have, he would have got us a top fifteen. Still no movement on the Josh Berry front, by the way. Again, I I, I feel like yeah. bigger things are afoot here, and we're gonna have to wait until those yeah. that announcement gets I think, made. I think we know what it is, but we're not gonna talk about it. Well, well let's let's mention the one. <laughs> We we listen. We, 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 we heard a rumor. We're not going to say what that rumor is yet. But what we one rumor that we should talk about is the the Almirola leaving uh, at the end of 2023 and Michael McDowell being rumored to take that spot. What? I haven't heard that fuck? one. What? Oh, that was talked about all weekend. I didn't hear that. I mean, this is again as first reaction. That's a pretty good call. I don't know. I think Mike has never really gotten a great shot. And he's always really outperformed his equipment, and I think we saw more of that. By the way, I just want to give a shout-out to the entire front row organization, fucking Todd Gilliland getting a top 20 yet again. Mm-hmm. Like, that kid is crushing it out there. And Michael McDowell was one of the fastest cars on the racetrack all weekend. In practice, yeah, he, he was anyway. He qualified not so well, but he had top 10 speed, and he, he, they got up there in strategy, and he kind of was in the mix up until the very end. So, like, I don't know, well, man. Plus, he, he had to battle back, too. I mean, I took him out of my lineup because he, he got spun and got a little bit of damage, but I thought he was just going to be in the 20th, you know, second half of the field the rest of the race. But last stage, there he is back in the top five again. So uh, Yeah, he's, he's, he's low-key the man, and I, I'm not a Michael McDowell fan. Yeah. by any stretch uh for a number of reasons but i really um I-, I think you know i'd rather see that than some other guys to be honest it'd be a-, a good story and hey if you got like an empty seat for like a year or two or you're waiting for somebody to pop back up maybe cole will get his shit together we'll try that in cup again i don't think there's anybody other than michael mcdowell that you'd want to put in there that might be available so that's i know harrison burton's been another one that's been rumored yeah, um well anyway that's <laughs> He he yeah he he hasn't proved himself but who knows? Harry oh, B. Yeah, yeah that, that poor kid better be getting on fucking Indeed.com if he doesn't clean his act up anytime soon. I that could c- see I could see him being another one of those like uh, Jesse Little, Ben whatever the whatever the hell guy who's a uh, vice president now who's only like in his thirties. Oh Ben Ro- no uh, ben, ben, uh, ben Kennedy sorry ben there Kennedy. you go yeah like I I could see him in one of those roles. You know, 
failed failed kid of somebody that gets a gets a corporate job. Yeah, and it's, I, I kind of feel bad for him. He doesn't suck. He definitely yeah. he definitely can wheel a race car, but just not this particular one. The Gen yeah. Seven just doesn't seem to be his his style or the next gen or whatever the fuck it is. So I feel, I feel kind of bad for him, but you know I don't know. Let's get somebody else in there, maybe. Oh shit. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> But yeah, so that was that was the weekend of racing, and uh, there had to have been some darfs, We're not weren't there, Rob? That Austin Dillon tried to get Austin Cindric. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I totally forgot. That was another this, social. This media is a thing discussion I want to have because my my initial reaction to that was, who the fuck is this guy? And what is he trying to do? Like, I get it, but like, come on. But I mean, are we, it's tough as a fan and i'm sure it's tough for nascar to look at this and now have to police every single incident and and like look with chase and with bubba those were very particular egregious actions though they're very similar Mm -hmm. they were very violent they were very high speed in the same part of a particular kind of racetrack and to me that's what makes it a ball and strike call is because those are probably the most dangerous places you could make a move like that yep but now every single time somebody gets spun out, are we going to have somebody going on Twitter with SMT data and crying to NASCAR? And, you know, they've really opened a box here that, you know, from my standpoint, I, it doesn't really require data to make that call. Because, you know, to me, the Chase and, you know, Bubba incidents were pretty obvious. And this one was a little bit more sort of murky. But, hey, if he left hooked him and that's or right hooked him and that's how we're going to do it, like. Maybe a suspension well, is warranted. I don't know. Well, I, that's that's the thing is I don't know if you guys saw, but it, this move. afternoon, this afternoon Austin got very vocal on Twitter and was like, "Listen, uh, no one's actually checked the data apparently because I have the data and I barely turned left at all because I was going to turn into the corner." Like Austin backed up all the shit. He's like, "I'm tired of my reputation being dragged through the mud. Uh, this is what happened." Well, don't like, have a explained. TV show then, you know? Like, yeah. What's what? I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what reputation are we talking about? I'm sorry. Oh, well, whatever. Anyways, Wait, what's but um, Cindric, I should say Cindric. Oh, there's two Austins. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. I was yes. Austin Cindric does not have a TV show. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, but no, Cindric was he was he was very vocal on Twitter today. He's like, you know, Denny Denny talked about it in his show and never actually checked the fucking data. Um, the data was definitely not clear, not nearly as clear as as the chase incident was mm-hmm. uh he explained it was just a racing deal and even watching it it's like you could austin kind of came up into him you know if you uh, uh, dylan excuse me i should specify which dylan. austin I'm talking yeah. about that's dylan kind like of me initially was that's what i thought too like it didn't uh, seem it, like a straight dumping you know yes. and this is yeah. like kind of where it gets murky for me is because like if you're gonna penalize it and again like to bring in carson hosevar to the conversation because i love to do that when he right hooked i think it was tanner gray at irp that was pretty shitty too and i feel like that warranted a suspension so like where where is the line when we're gonna talk about this particular move are we doing all of them are we doing none of them like are we really gonna expect nascar to to make ball and strike calls in these situations like i I don't know it's a really fucked up pandora's box we're opening here to where you can you could even get to just banning any sort of contact altogether if you really wanted to go for it, which is not going to happen. But no. you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's well, it's tough. I, yeah, I think Austin Dillon was just extra upset because 
Pop Pop's new favorite special boy was in victory lane, and Pop Pop wasn't paying him any attention. There's, there's a new grandson in town. So, <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I have already theorized how to get Kyle into the three car because it has to happen at some point. But how? How is it going to happen? Because like, he's going to outperform Austin until the day Austin gets out of that car. Hey, if you look, if you look closely. You can see under the wrap, there is a clear number three under there because they'll just wrap over pre-existing wraps. Oh, that's so true, you, yeah. You can see, so technically, he's already there, buddy. Yeah, I, I know, but we, 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 wanted, we all want to see that, I think. Uh, yeah, at this point, absolutely. <laughs> Anybody, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was the Austin incident. <laughs> Which Austin? Who Austin on cares? Austin violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there were there had to have been some darfs. Let's talk about the darfs, Rob. You've got oh, there's there's so many darfs uh, coming out this weekend for so many reasons. Uh, actually, and this was sent to me by a ton of different people. Uh, again, my buddy Kyle, who I'm going to be going to see at Eldora this weekend. Uh, a bunch of other folks sent this to me. Uh, this is from John Edwards uh, down on Pit Road. It says so far today. We've had two random, and this is Darfs at the track. This is not. This is an online bullshit. These are people, <laughs> live people, fucking this up for everybody. So far today, we've had two randoms climb atop the pit box, and they say they belonged because they are friends with the track president. Fans put beer in our team cooler to keep it cold, and a fan stole a driver's water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kindest shit that is going to make it so hard to have the access that we have in NASCAR. And again, it's a major Holy sport. Shit. And I think every single one of us is able to get pretty damn close to the action and like down into the pits. And Was this it, Sunday during the cup race? Yes, this was Sunday. <laughs> people down on pit road with hot passes. Seven hours in the heat. Yeah. Maybe people go a little... To me, the, the most out of pocket is just like, hey, I mean, I'm going to put my beers in here, which is fucking insane because you're not even supposed to have beer down there. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I, all of those people are my my official dart for the week. But there's one more we'll get into after we discuss yeah. this. Yeah, there's it's quit not like there's a whole lot of security. Of no, what's that? I was Ashley? just yelling at the Darfs to quit fucking this up for the rest of us. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's my ultimate point is please don't fuck this up for the rest of us. Yeah. Right. It's not like there's a ton of security down there. And the couple times I've been on pit road during races and stuff, I am like my eyes are my head's on a swivel trying to make sure I'm not in anybody's fucking way. And, you know, right. Yeah. Just let me let me watch and see some shit without bothering anyone well that's because you have talk to people you have situational awareness brian which it seems like a lot of the people who somehow managed to make it into the garage area this weekend just straight up don't have so (laughs) but yeah please don't fuck this up uncle kenny's relatives yeah the entire like (laughs) extended wallace clan is out. (laughs) is that peanut what the hell what's his friend's name peanut No. no, no, no. Peanut's not going to go out there. And he, he, he knows a thing no. or two about the racetrack. He, he spends every that. weekend in the pits. Yeah. <laughs> My actual dar for the week, though, is uh, comes in regards to NASCAR's statement on what happened when everything uh, went down. Of course, if you were watching the broadcast, Carson Hosevar wrecked and the entire broadcast just went down. MRN fox everybody there was no communications apparently some sort of fiber issue uh outside the track and just brought the whole thing he hit the kill switch on the dash shut down all the data uh but this is in response to that statement uh the official statement of course i'm just gonna go ahead and read during nascar's 
uh, today's NASCAR Cup Series race at WWT Raceway, there was an off-site fiber connectivity failure that briefly interrupted the television and radio broadcast, as well as impacting internet for teams on pit road. There was not a failure with any track or NASCAR equipment at the facility during today's event. You know, just kind of covering their asses. A guy named Marty Kaufman hops in and says, Why was the Cup race in St. Louis and the Xfinity race in Portland? I thought they were always together, so you should have had the Cup Series race in Portland. You would have not had the connectivity issue. Oh, okay. That solves it. We got. You know, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Fuck's sake. You must work over at the Geek Squad at Best Buy. Yeah, you're sentenced to putting a Walmart sack on your head for 30 minutes this week for being our dark of the week, buddy. <laughs> sort some of your trauma out. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> That's the dumbest shit. I, that might be my, the dumbest person we've seen all year. But at least they spelled everything correctly. So, What a conundrum. Yeah. So what uh, do we think? We did, did you like Gateway? Did we enjoy it overall? Other than it being like seven hours. If it, yeah. You know. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. yeah. It was fine. Maybe less uh, break issues next time would be also. Yeah. Pretty, cool. pretty wild how that's. Uh, I'm wondering. And we didn't really see this at uh, Loudon last year because that's probably the closest track too with long straightaways and flat corners but it's just long enough to where you know things cool off on the straightaways and just tight enough of a turning radius in the corner so the brakes to heat up and they just explode it's fucking nuts yeah Den- denny talked about that a little bit on his podcast obviously with his team having issues in both cars um you know he, he mentioned the heat cycle thing um and he also talked about how i guess all the leaders during the red flags like they would move their car every few minutes like just a couple feet to like keep the brakes clean and keep them from getting all settled and i don't know there's some there was some stuff there that i totally didn't understand but okay at least he tried to explain it um it's a weird thing to fail uh you know and it's a scary thing to fail and hopefully it's not an issue at other tracks but um, i'm I'm a little surprised we haven't heard about carson hosevar uh, not passing concussion protocol because that was a very nasty hit that was very bad well he was his his close to the wall too yeah what did so, it, yeah. what, what did I just say? Did I say Carson Hosevar? You said Hosevar, yeah. Well, I, I meant Noah meant Gregson. Gregson. That yeah. one was. Yeah. Carson's was pretty nasty too, but it wasn't as bad as Car- uh, as Noah. I got Carson on the brain today. Jesus, he's got such a fun name, right? <laughs> but yeah, Noah's Noah's wreck was, you know, was backing it into the wall exactly how you don't want to in one of these cars, and that was yeah. that was ugly. Backing uh, pieces of his car into, into some children's guy's chest and the grandstands. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag million dollar wound. <laughs> <laughs> the hashtag of the year, folks. <laughs> that guy's fine. He'll get like yeah. a free T-shirt out of it. This, yeah. It'll be good. Oh, speaking of free T-shirts, we got to talk about that asshole. Um, the uh, there was some guy they showed on camera with a homemade NASCAR shirt, <laughs> and somebody from NASCAR's social media team found him and they gave him just like a shitty generic NASCAR shirt and they showed him back in the crowd with the t-shirt wrapped around his neck with just the, the shitty homemade shirt still on so kudos to that because that shirt sucked the the so one they gave good. him uh, speaking of uh, the power and shit going on did you see that cars race this weekend at Langley where all the lights went out mid feature no oh, yeah, I did see like an yeah. onboard clip of that pitch black it was it's <laughs> fucked up and it's amazing that nobody really got fucked up out of that but yeah if you have flow racing you can watch the highlight they have it posted on their uh, main page on the app and completely pitch black except for some Christmas lights off and turn to wild shit so 
Well, speaking of flow racing and million dollars, uh, that brings us to our video of the week segment, and what's a fucking segue, buddy? God yeah, damn! Yeah. There were a couple different segues I could have used there. Um, what were the other ones? <laughs> I was gonna go into the racing curses because this is also about a curse, um, which I guess we can talk about a little bit. I mean, there's a handful of different curses in racing. Uh, you know, that people Fuck think shit. green cars are cursed. There's the Hooters curse. Rob, you know any other ones? Those are the two I know off the top of my head. Uh, cars? Did you mention cars being green? He did. Yeah. That's, yes. That's the big yeah. one. Um, Talladega as a track is generally pretty cursed. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but the million dollar curse, uh, with the Moran family is not one I'd heard about until this video popped up on my feed. And with Rob's trip to Eldora this weekend, and maybe me also, uh, I figured it'd be a good video to watch. Um, so this video, uh, is about the Moran family, uh, Patriarch Donnie, uh, is a longtime Ohio late model racer who had a lot of... Leah, at, for sure, had a lot of success at Eldora, um, and seems like he won a big race there every time he had a child. And uh, the Eldora <laughs> Million in two thousand three was was the same case. Uh, you know, he he won his biggest purse uh, with his only daughter. His sons, he won World One Hundreds after they were born, but uh, his daughter uh, was just about to be born when he won the million. But after that, they didn't win shit. Uh, the Moraine family didn't win a race. Uh, he didn't win the rest of his career. And so far, even though Devin, his son, has been an Eldora track champion, he has not won there. Yeah, um, how so fucking this, incredible is that? Like, so this 40-minute uh, feature is about uh, the Moran story and about the uh, 2022 Eldora Million, uh, which took place. And uh that's that's my intro to this segment. I'll let Rob talk a little more since he's he's the late model guy. Yeah, big time late model guy now. <laughs> this is a new obsession of mine, by the way, the dirt late model world. It's a fascinating one, by the way. But yeah, um, I've been wanting to talk about one of these flow racing documentaries for a while. Um, there's been some amazing content coming out. Uh, and they also have their hand. I think the most obvious one for most people out there who might not have flow racing is the series on Fox right now called Dirt. Uh, which sort of stars Kyle Larson a little bit. He's sort of the the big prized baby in that one. Uh, but, you know, there's there's a bunch of other folks in there too. But that's that's an example of the quality you're going to get with all these documentaries. The Bettenhausen documentary is incredible as well. If you have a chance to watch that, and Flo is starting to release all these on YouTube as well. And I don't know if you guys have ever met Matthew Dillner. He's just the nicest fucking guy. Really loves racing. Really like a historian, smart guy, and uh, is kind of heading up all this shit. So. Uh, this is another one of those and this came out last year before the dream and uh yeah it just chronicles just how the tap got shut off and just how sort of magical of a place eldora is i kind of liken it to indie almost in the way that how storied it is and how important it is to late model racing you know and yeah just as soon as uh donnie marianne won that the tap got shut off and they've been unable to they've come close but they've the whole family has been unable to win there since then and he's pretty good like you said he's a track champion so <laughs> but he did it without winning so it's pretty a pretty fascinating look here um a lot of really great archival footage in here again that's one great thing about flow is that they have access to this entire library of old footage from back in the day uh i can't shove this down your throats enough just get this fucking subscription already please it's like 160 dollars a year you get everything including the dream this weekend maybe you'll see me sitting over there on the grass uh with um, a toilet water in my hand shit housed 
I don't know if you're so lucky, but uh, um, I will say when it comes to the old footage, I was really blown away. And it's one of those things. Every time I, I see some old late model stuff, whether it be T-shirts or programs or, or footage on YouTube, wherever the cars were so crazy looking yeah. back in the 90s and early 2000s like that. The car that Donnie won in that wasn't 2003, but I think one of his world 100 wins, there was like almost no roof like almost no greenhouse um oh it's so 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 insane like absolutely insane looking um the car just looks completely flat and then you see the cars of today and the bodies are all twisted and the rear ends are all jacked up and it's wild how those cars have progressed and and that's another thing i'd like to do some some research on in the future is just uh late models in general well there's actually speaking of flow there's a great um little 10 minute piece talking to a bunch of different team owners about how what technology is like right now in the late model world and how different it is from even like four or five years ago between the advent of streaming coming out and sort of blowing the sport wide open to a bunch of people and also the technological advancements coming in from you know all sorts of like nooks and crannies of the other racing worlds you know just how dependent they are on computers for setups you know for some teams and again the twisted sister kind of design we see in a lot of these cars uh that that rocket and longhorn are putting out it's a really fascinating shit right now yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, as far as notes, uh, I didn't have a ton of stuff other than what we covered. Um, you know, like I said, it was very interesting how Donnie literally won a World 100 every time he had a son and then had a, had a daughter and won the million. Um, you know, for the million race, they built a brand new car, never run, never ran it, never tested it, never did anything with it. Just like it's won the only the time I ever ran, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally the car is sitting as it raced uh, in his garage, which is pretty cool. With that huge, huge, like I forget what the name is. And again, all if there's any dirt late model folks out there, I apologize. But that giant support bar in the back. Oh, he talks about that. Yeah. yeah. And, and how he hit the wall seven times, but the car is still completely straight. Yeah. And how that's just compl- you come within, you know, three feet feet of the the high side these days and that back just shears off <laughs> flapping in the wind but uh, uh i thought donnie I, oh go ahead oh, go ahead no go ahead uh, what i was gonna say and maybe you're about to bring this up i thought this is really funny like after he donnie wins the million um they decide to just kind of do a red eye haul back to the house and they stop into mcdonald's for breakfast mm-hmm. and there's a couple of little shithead race fans in there and ahead of them in line talking about the race you know just ordering their like McMuffins or whatever you know man that's so cool I can't believe you just won a million dollars and Donnie's standing behind him with that million dollar check in his wallet and I kind of thought to myself I was like why didn't you buy these fuckers <laughs> breakfast yeah. that's what I was thinking <laughs> like McDonald's those- breakfast was like 88 cents back in those days <laughs> like buy these guys some fucking snacks uh, well he had five children to, to pay for you know you just won a million dollars was the check gonna bounce like hey listen it's still um, a cool story but like I, I don't know if it was me you know handing out other people's money I would have bought the whole damn McDonald's breakfast if I was in there well, but well to piggyback off to piggyback off that sentiment, um, <laughs> what I was going to say was he seems like a very down-to-earth, humble guy. Like, yeah, he talks about, he's like, I was a throttle masher, and he's like, I, you know, I was pretty good. It wasn't the best, but I was pretty good. Um, and he won so many times, and I just thought he seemed like a really interesting, you know, nice dude. Very humble guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that kind of plays into that McDonald's story a little I, bit. I agree. It was definitely, he probably didn't even want to bring up who he was because right. out of, not embarrassment, but, you know, I get that. Like. Yeah. It's just, it's just that humility, you know, but God, 
I, still, like, <laughs> maybe I'm just an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, you get oh, breakfast. No. You get breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back out to his wife in the car, and the check is just yeah down, dwindled down. Yeah, yeah. It's it's now he just he now won nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety six dollars. <laughs> Then the tax um, man comes, yeah. The only note that I had really made, like, when the documentary first started, like, hearing over and over all these, like, big-time, big-purse races that he had won, I, it, my first thought was, like, he's the original Jonathan Davenport. And then for Davenport to come back and be the one that wins the million-dollar race when they bring it back. Yeah, of, it is yeah. It is a little bit poetic, for sure. Uh, again, like, this, the curse, I, I, it's real, for whatever reason, you know, I, it has to be because he was just too damn good. And that family is too damn good at what they do to, to not win. So something's well, keeping him. Hopefully I get to see the curse broken this weekend. I, don't I know. was going to I was going to say, Rob, if he wins this weekend, then that means you're the curse breaker. That means you're the good luck charm. I'm, so. the, I'm the golden boy. <laughs> I am the golden boy. Now, I got my money on RTJ this weekend. I want to see Ricky Thornton get it done. But uh, I mean, I think there's like 76 cars in the entry list now. And it's just going to keep going up until we get to Thursday. So this is going to be a hell of a race. If you can watch it, it's going to be on flow Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. And uh, yeah, just uh, buy that subscription for this weekend alone. It's worth it. And then you get all kinds of other shit for the rest of the year. A uh, couple other little notes I had, um, you know, the, the actual documentary part of the race footage was it was fine i mean it was just kind of behind the scenes shots of the family and getting set up and guys swearing a lot and that's you know, I, I i yeah <laughs> i enjoyed that um the couple other quotes that i have from uh donnie uh i guess when Devin was coming up uh you know he, he told he had he told the son like if you can beat me you can beat anybody because they did race together uh for a few years and then when you know Donnie retired, he focused to just working on the team full time. And after the race happens and, and Devin loses, uh, the interviewer asks Donnie if he would trade one of his World 100 wins to see his son win. And he was like, "No, he's got to go get his own." Which I just <laughs> I just really got a kick out of that. You know, like it's fucking like, true. He's he's a dad, but he's a racer. So yeah. There's got to be nothing better, no better feeling as a father than to just whip your son's ass on the racetrack. <laughs> mm -hmm. But also, it's got to feel good to get your ass whipped by them, too, you know? Like, of course, yeah. So, But yeah, that was a documentary, and it'll be on our YouTube playlist, and it's well worth your, actually, 37 minutes. Um, it's a great watch. It's, it's goes real quick so yeah, it covers uh, a lot of really ground in a short time yeah it's really good and again all the all the flow racing documentaries are great um yeah, there's a jonathan davenport one we mentioned him a second ago uh, about him winning the eldora million and just his big season um basically just cleaning house uh last year uh, not <laughs> not such a hot start this year you know he's up in the mix but you know not quite as hot as he was last year, uh, certainly a little lighter on the wallet, but uh, Jonathan Davenport is certainly one of the greatest of all time, and uh, we'll see more of him. But, yeah, definitely watch that. Was it, what's that one called again? Dirty Dollars? That's it, yeah. But yeah, yeah Flo, anytime, me. anytime Flo puts out a uh, documentary, it's uh, appointment viewing for me, and it should be for you too. And, again, they're putting them on YouTube now, so yeah, do yourself that, a favor. Uh, Dillner was a co-producer on this one. Yeah. And again, like he's kind of he's spearheading involved. that whole division. Yeah, and he's just thing. such a good dude. Cool. 
so yeah that's that was this week's trip to applebee's we've already talked about uh the weekend's trip to eldora uh, ashley's got nothing going on this weekend racing wise i'm assuming you want to come to ohio buddy uh eldora is a bucket list track for me but i do not have the money for that oh drink uh some toilet water for me i will i absolutely will <laughs> but not from I'll, I'll mail you the tootsie thing. roll off the top of one of mine how's that sound <laughs> Put that in your little display case. Uh, oh, yeah. Right up there on the shelf. <laughs> um, so, yeah, aside from Ohio, we've got NASCAR's back back out on another road course at Sonoma. So that'll probably be a good race, hopefully. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I don't know about Indy or F1. Are they racing anywhere? I feel like I Indy's probably so. off, right? Off. Yeah, yeah there's nothing happening other than the dream as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So that's the racing weekend, and we will uh, – you know, be back with a, with another wrap-up next week on everything that happens. As always, you can follow us at Meet Me at DeBees on Twitter and Meet Me at Applebee's on Instagram. Uh, I am Speedway Screens, and my store is Speedway dot, SpeedwayTSJ.Etsy.com. Uh, yep, Snake Mountain underscore True Love. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 That's literally all you're going to get from I hate this segment. <laughs> Where we talk about ourselves <laughs> for ten whole seconds. <laughs> you know you've been on the show the whole time, right? Uh... <laughs> Rob Motes underscore unofficial on Instagram and Twitter and all that. Oh, by the way, uh, this week in the other big race is the Twenty Four Hour of Le Mans, the Garage oh, Fifty Six yeah. entry run by a, it's an illegal Hendrick car, pretty much. <laughs> And they're out there uh, running with the uh, the big boys of the WEC. That's always yeah. a good show. And again, I'm probably going to miss all that because I'm. They um, won some kind of pit stop competition. Oh, no shit. So well, how about that? Let's, let's see if Jimmy Johnson can keep it on the track this week. No. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he'll he'll probably get the shortest stint out of anybody, but mm. it'll be cool to see how they fare in 24 hours. That that car is pretty fantastic, and this one again, it's a full GT car now, so it's a little more suited to road racing than. Uh, Brian, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a message come in on his phone. Yeah, gotta get that. Jesus. <laughs> What? <laughs> I knocked my mic over. Get to stop it. You guys, oh, I hate you guys. But yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week to talk all kinds of shit about everything. Uh, again, my band's called These Wild Planes. We, we have some cool shit coming up. I just can't talk about it just yet, but I swear to God, mm-hmm. something, something sweet's coming up this fall. And uh, I'm very excited to talk about it once I'm able to, but it's not my announcement to make. So cool. Maybe all right, folks. Well, that's Trip to Applebee's. We'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>